Happy Funky Fresh Friday, everyone. Yeah. Hope you're having a great morning. Great week so far. And as always, thanks for tuning in the Dose. No matter when you're listening, no matter what day it is, doesn't really matter. Let's get it. All right. (laughs) Let's. Let's. I'm next to the magic man. Look at him. Would you look at him? He looks great. Would you look at him? Always look at me. The furry little animal by the glass fire, Philson. I'm Jeremy Clevin. Again, happy Friday. Let's keep this party going. Let's keep charging hard into the holiday season. We were just talking the other day at our mastermind that uh, it's really about upping our activities at this time of the year, right? What used to take 10 phone calls or 50 phone calls to get an appointment might take double that now, right? So we have to up our game because when people start checking out, when people start thinking about holidays, when people start thinking about what they're going to do, where they're going to travel, how they're going to spend Thanksgiving, all these things, and we have to raise our game to get the same results that maybe we did the rest of the year. So that being said, Mark Hutchins, (laughs) we're talking about the seven trying to come up with a little list here of seven sales secrets. And these aren't even really secrets anymore. If we're going to talk about them no longer. formally known as sales secrets uh, for any agent trying to grow any agent out there trying to get busy. Where do I start day one? Where do I start to, to grow? And the number one always comes back to your, what we'll call today, your power base. Who is your power base? Byron, who are your 50 favorite clients? The people, obviously it's Mark and myself are the number one. The people that send you the most business, the people that refer you the most, the people that could potentially refer you the the most, the people that have the best relationships or that you have the best relationships with. Who are those people and how are you treating those people? I know we talk about this a lot, but it's freaking important, right? It's important on identifying, first of all, Who is your power base? Everybody out there, you have a network, you have, um, you know, and it's just, it's it's so wildly overlooked in this industry that we get caught up trying to find the next deal, trying to find the 5% of people that are ready to buy or sell right now that we forget about our power base. It's the most important thing that we can possibly do. Every person out there has it. Every person on your team has it. Every team leader out there has it. Um, it's no secret that this should and would and could be the most key ingredient to your business. Number two, Mark. The number two. What is it? Make something up. Make something up. (laughs) I'm never going to make anything up. What do you got? Let's just get seven out. Always, always, always agree. So what is the number one rule in selling? The number one rule in selling is always agree with your buyer or seller. Did you know that it is the 90 or 90% of all, call it tips or all strategies, this is the, the most violated, 90% of, 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 of salespeople violate this rule. And basically, when you always agree, why would you ever want to make your client feel wrong when it's something that's so true to them? And actually, this resonates with me because, again, we don't have to sit there and agree with whatever they're talking about in regards to, um, you know, personal, but don't disagree with them. The moment you disagree, you lose a deal. So without agreement, there will be no agreement. So always agree. Listen to the customer 
and just agree with it. If your team and or you do not have that strategy embedded in your mind, you can lose deals. So always agree. Number three. Number three. I'm just going to make this one up too, Mark, just like you did. Number three, let's start showing and presenting a proposal to every customer. This is, I think, probably more, is probably practiced at a higher level outside of the real estate industry. Uh, but I think it could definitely come into, into, you know, uh, agents, you know, you know, lives or productive lives or the way we're conducting business, you know, put out a proposal, the people out there right now that take the time to sit down with a buyer, if they're not ready to buy for three, six, nine, ten 10 months down the road and still sit down and lay out a plan and lay out a proposal of what it looks like, put some costs out there, put a budget out there. I think it becomes a, a lot easier to close. It becomes a lot easier to, to secure a buyer broker agreement. If we have a proposal of figures or a roadmap or a plan or a strategy to put out. So start presenting a proposal to every customer you have. Number four, quattro. <laughs> Always provide guy. options, guys. People do love options. They love options. So always provide options. When you're sitting with a prospect or a buyer or seller, the idea is when there's options on the table, they feel as if they're not being pigeonholed into one specific program, product, whatever it may be. When there's options, they feel as if they're making the decision. And that's what we want them to do. We want them to be empowered with making the decision. The other thing you need to do is provide something that's less than your original proposal. So provide a product or a service that's less than because that makes your initial proposal more valuable. And we need to have value in what we're doing, what we're selling on a day-to-day -day basis. So always make sure your initial proposal is essentially is going to be the, the, the most valuable and better one, but give them something that's less than so that you're not, you're, you, so they want to take the one that's going to give them the most value to sell their home quicker or to find the right home. So that can be in a buyer broker agreement. It can be in a listing it, in it, some people tear out levels to their listing. Um, the other option would be to, as opposed to like giving your most expensive product or your most expensive listing, or some people have a, when I said tier of 4%, 5%, 6% listing, whatever it is, when you provide even a higher one, again, it's, it's, it's tactical. It gives them the opportunity, like I said before, to make the decision of the one that you're actually trying to propose, which is your main original proposal. So again, make sure there's options at the table. Number five, a third party touch. I'm going to make a little shout out or to plea to all the team leaders out there that have salespeople, just like we have salespeople out there in the marketplace. I think that the power of a team, the power of an organization the power of multiple people is comforting to the consumer. And so who do you have in your corner that can help with a touch, help with a phone call, help with an, uh, an email, maybe another third-party endorsement? Um, I think that testimonials and endorsements along with teams uh, and, and resources are what people, I believe, are really grasping onto. We all love when there's more than just one person that has our back, when there's you know, when it seems, you know, a well-oiled, organized type of a machine, you know, um, but let your clients know it's not just you, you know, let them know you have a team, let them know you have brokers with X amount of experience, let them know the production of your brokers, let them know that you have a transaction coordinator, let them know that you're on a highly productive team or that you have a team leader. And again, for the team leaders out there, help your agents. I hope, 
that you are helping your agents close deals, I hope that you're picking up the phone and it's a it's another third party endorsement. It's another resource that you can help to to let folks know that we have a, a machine behind us. We have a team behind us. There's more than one person that's going to be able to help you out through this transaction that it's going to have your back. And again, even if it's as simple as a, a transaction coordinator, get them in the loop and involve them. Bring on your team leader, bring on your partner, bring them into the fold and let them know there's more than just one person and we have your back. My lucky number six, number six, the second sale. Um, and this is not to be confused with the second transaction that you've done with somebody. So whenever you close that deal or that sale or that he signed that listing agreement or they sign that buyer broker or they write a purchase contract and they're using you and they're going to submit an offer and it gets accepted. There's a second sale to everything. Now in our business, it may be different. Not like Best Buy where you walk in and you, the guy sells you a, a sweet TV and they can sell you the warranty and can sell you insurance, all that stuff. I'm not referring to that because in our business, it's a little different. But that second sale, it could be a referral. That second sale could be a special offer that you provide to your client. So what it does is, is allows you to provide more value once you've consummated the original deal so you're not being overwhelming. And when I say second sale here too, that is really where the easy part is to come to a referral or somebody that likes this person, likes your service, and that is there somebody else that they know in their chain that they would love their service to that you could reach out to and talk to. Because once you've done that primary sale and conducted it, it's so much easier to ask for the second one. And again, another another thing that salespeople do not do is they do not provide that option for the second sale. It doesn't mean it has to be monetary. It just means a second service that you're going to sell or provide is easier to get once you've made that first one. And be, be the concierge, right? I mean, second, third, fourth, fifth, and there aren't always sales for you, but they can be for ancillary businesses, ancillary partners, and for you to still be that person, be that concierge. The last thing, number seven in the top sales secrets here by Mark and Jeremy. It's fun. Um, <laughs> we're still not following up immediately. We as salespeople have to follow. We've all heard the studies out there. Uh, you know, within, you know, five minutes, the, the chances of getting a lead, you know, or c- contacting them goes down by 900%, 9 million, trillion, billion percent, whatever. Um, but regardless, if someone sends you a lead, someone submits to your website, someone, whatever it is, or send you, follow up immediately. Don't do it after your appointment. Don't do it. Let, do it now. We have to be quick. Um, and you could probably keep dialing it down. I don't even know what the statistics look like. I mean, if you were to bring it into 60 seconds, 120 seconds of the contact, mm-hmm. if you were to, to, you know, within a minute, put out a text, second, third minute, put out the call. Um, you know, some people might think that that is overwhelming, but you know what? They're probably right. Most people yeah. do think that it's overwhelming and they're not going to do it. Yep. And therefore you should do it because you're going to have a better opportunity of looking like a professional that you're on your game and you're going hundred miles an hour and you got their back. That's it. Remember and reverse rewind. Listen to all seven. Those are by two geniuses that just gave you <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Also, thanks to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage, for making your client the VIP in the mortgage transaction, along with Alliance Property Inspections and the Bug Warrior. Guys, have a great day and a great weekend. See you next week. See you Monday. Mm-hmm. Bye, 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 Brad. Bye, guys. Bye.